Welcome to the French Wedding Podcast with your host Naim, the only podcast in English about weddings in France. Great conversations, tips and insights about your French wedding, some wisdom before your big day, and the opportunity to hear wedding professionals actually living and working in France, only for your day to be the most amazing to remember. Hello everyone and welcome to the French Wedding Podcast. Greetings from France, this is the place we're recording this show. I'm Naim, professional ceremony officiant based in my hometown Paris and I created this show especially for future brides and grooms willing to get married in Paris or anywhere in France. Each episode is an occasion to meet a main actor of the industry, can be a vendor such as a wedding planner, hair and makeup artist, bridal salon, videographer, venue owner, bloggers, you name it. This show exists to bring you some insight about how people do things in France regarding the wedding industry, but we also share funny stories, things to know, and special memories when we happen to work together on the very same wedding. My guest today decided to take a break from the normal path and move to Dubai to become an event photographer. After many success, she decided to take the French route and started her photography business, Lemon Box, successfully despite the pandemic. Please welcome to the show, Linda Steele. Linda, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for being here in this not so sunny day, guys. Sorry, but uh, it's not always sunshine in France. <laughs> How's everything, Linda? Thank you so much for being here. Uh, yeah, everything's good, you know. Uh, I mean, we're still in this limbo of not knowing whether we're in lockdown or whether we're allowed to have events, but we're getting by, we're getting by. We're getting Stay by. positive. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what that's really what I hear from all my fellows wedding suppliers, and I think it's the best way to to do it. So yeah. going through this uh, crazy times of COVID, we're recording this episode in March 2021, and I don't know if there is a light at the end of the tunnel, but we'll start, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get there, you know, and and. We see positivity coming from from other countries. Um, once once the vaccine rollout gets underway properly here in France, I'm sure we'll start to see an improvement in the numbers, and we'll start to see some normal levels of of everything returning. Great, so. yeah, I really wish that uh, what you say is true and that it comes very quickly because I really really look forward to go back to the normal life if we, yeah. if we can call it that way. So this is a special episode for me <clears throat> because I'm talking today to Linda, a wedding supplier, a fellow wedding supplier photographer, but also a bride-to-be. So this is going to be a special one, like a mix of <laughs> a few things. Uh, tell me a bit more about you, Linda. Uh, first, I can hear your lovely accent coming from the UK, if I don't know any mistake. Yeah, tell me a little yeah. bit about that. Where are you from? Uh, okay, so the the where am where am I from question is always uh, it's always complicated. So right. I was born in Scotland, although I don't sound like I'm from Scotland, because um, mm -hmm. I grew up in the southwest of England. Okay. And for the last seven or eight years, I have been an expat. Uh, okay. So I've lived in Dubai, and then, um, in fact, this month, the end of this month, I'll be five years in France. Oh, five years. Yeah. So, uh, so my accent's very broad these days. It's uh, kind of 
little bit of everywhere. I pick up kind of different <laughs> tilts depending on who I'm speaking to. It's, uh, it's crazy, but but yeah, no, I like um, yeah, I love I love to travel the world. I love to embrace other cultures, and I love to. to Can we do a little bit, uh, a, a little stop about a uh, little parenthesis about Dubai? Because it seems like it's a very trendy destination for a lot of French people, but also for British people. Can you tell me a little bit more about Dubai? Uh, so Dubai was absolutely wonderful. I moved there when I was, just when I hit 30. Because mm -hmm. um, I had one of those midlife crises, you know, where I was like, I haven't traveled the world yet. I haven't <laughs> done my gap year in Australia because that's a really popular thing for British people to do. And I, ne I just never did it. I just went straight to university and I did my studies and, you know, I, I got married to the wrong guy um, okay. and, uh, and had that life. And then I, everything fell apart. And when I hit 30, I was like, I need to see the world. And as a British person, I can't get a visa for Australia after I hit 30. And okay. Dubai seemed a good halfway <laughs> <laughs> honestly when I got the job in Dubai I had no idea where Dubai was and then I got there and it was the most amazing place it's just yeah if the you if you don't have like family or commitment and you're just young and free and, and are open to adventure it's the place to go there is so much up and coming um it's a really it's a really young country I mean when I was there they were just celebrating their 40th birthday 40 wow. years of being a country so yeah. yes it's very underdeveloped in some senses I mean whilst I was there I was managing schools and whilst I was there the child protection law only just came into force okay so it's very young in some senses but it's moving rapid fire you know it's it takes a lot yeah. of board the, the shake of Dubai is so forward thinking that it just makes the country a really exciting place to live Great. And what, what was your best experience there? Um, my best experience was actually being um, a, an event photographer. So as well as managing schools and things, which I loved and I was very passionate about, um, actually being on in the underground music scene and doing event photography wow. was just so, oh, it, it really, it really fired me up. You know, I got to meet some amazing people. I got to do some fantastic photography jobs. Um, I did um, Comic-Con there. I did mm -hmm. an event photography at Comic-Con, ended up hanging out for the That's night big. with Seth Green. Yeah, wow. like some of these things were just super fun. Uh, I got to meet Lily Allen and I got to, I saw Cypress Hill. And yeah. Oh, wow. No, it was, um, in Dubai. It was, wow. Yeah, Amazing. in Dubai. Yeah. And it was <laughs> just great. like the most fun. Like uh, I really, I really enjoyed exploring my photography in Dubai. And I think it's really where I got the, It's really where I think for me as a photographer, it started to become more of a serious kind of, I could actually do this as a career rather than something I did during the holidays. Because right. as a teacher my whole life, I always had photography. Like, I mean, my photography company has been running for 20 years. Like, I've always had photography, but I've always had it on the side. And okay. it's always been something I've done during the school holidays for a bit of extra cash to supplement how terrible a teacher's wage is. Okay. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. and it's it's something that I'm passionate about and, and good at, but I never really had that full faith that I could do it full time. I never believed that it could be something I could earn money from. Right. Uh, stupid and naive, I know, because uh, you see now there's photographers everywhere. But 
you know yeah, um, but it looks like it wasn't some... so common when I was at school and when yes. I was like deciding what career I wanted it photography wasn't really before Instagram that, yeah yeah it was before Instagram before social media right. you know I, I I always had like a, a a decent SLR camera I inherited it from my mum um and but it just it was just a hobby right that's what it was it was a hobby um but in Dubai it switched yeah sounds like and it that's what I, Dubai I was gave me that yeah 100% Dubai gave me that it's a place where it literally makes your dreams come true right if you want something and you go to Dubai it will happen wow that sounds very because, good yeah there's people there there's and you know it's um the locals are wonderful they're open um but it is a hugely expat community mm -hmm. and everybody's in the same boat so right. when you move there, everybody is open to accepting you and you build friends very fast. You build networks very fast and okay. you meet the right people very easily. That sounds pretty good. I yeah. already heard this kind of feedbacks coming from Dubai. And it sounds like it uh, played magic to you. Yeah, it really had a did. Career, <laughs> career switch and you decided to then what move to France straight away or am I missing a chapter uh, so yeah I, I moved to France <laughs> I moved to France uh so I'm kind of uh you know in my mid-30s and as wonderful as Dubai was it definitely wasn't somewhere where I saw myself settling down okay there are complications with dating in Dubai um obviously it is a country that is um, it is an Islamic country. It is under Sharia law. You can't really date the way that I, as a British person, would date. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't go to a club and snog someone's face off. It's just, you just can't do Not it. Not really. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and dating was just complex, to be honest, because I found when dating within the expat community, you get two levels of people. You get, you know, I guess same as dating anywhere, probably. Um, you get the people who who just want to have a good time mm -hmm. um, and you get the people who, especially when you're in your thirties, they, they've already planned having kids and settling down and you're on a first date and you're like, Whoa, you know, and it's, um, I just found those two extremes, just too extreme for me. Right. It was, uh, it was like, oh, I just, I just want to get to know someone on a, on a normal level. And I think that style of dating, that, that kind of, where I was ready for in my life was mm -hmm. really difficult to achieve in Dubai. And I met someone online, you know, as many people do these days. And, and he happened to live in France and we had a few days. Oh. I visited a few times. And so I moved here to be with him. Wow. nice. And it, I'll tell you now, it didn't work. Okay. That's still, <laughs> the idea was nice. It didn't work, but I got, I, I got here and uh, I found myself just um, lost in Paris. And I was just nice. like, hmm. Didn't want to go back to the UK with my tail between my legs. I was like, I'm living this expat life. I'm determined to make it work. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm in France now. I can make mm -hmm. this work. I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll see what I've got. And then shortly after that, I met my now partner. We've had a baby girl. And we are getting married next year. So wow. congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> it worked here like in a France. Great story. Yeah. <laughs> you can make it ev everywhere, but it's better to do it in France. <laughs> that's yeah. The, it, that's the it top worked line. in France. <laughs> nice. So uh your background and your experience uh pushed you to uh go through a breakthrough career 
in Dubai and then you decided to launch Lemon Box, right? Your yep. business. Tell me a bit more yep. about it. So as I said, uh, Lemon Box has always been, well, it's only recently been called Lemon Box, but my photography has always been that kind of job on the side. I mean, I've done um, multiple kind of family shoots, especially for my friends, um, mm -hmm. but also for people, friends of friends. You know, it's, it, it, it grows very Connection. naturally, right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, someone says, oh, where'd you get those photos? Oh, it's my friend Linda. And then, you know, and then eventually you get to a point where you, you find people that you start charging money for that you're not just doing for free because they're not people you actually know. They're just people. Recommended. You know, yeah. Of, mm. yeah. So and it mm. kind of just naturally grew like that. And um, when I came to France, I was just like, obviously, I didn't have a network here in France yet. So mm -hmm. I went and did what's, what's natural to me. And I went and worked in a school. Um, And that school built me my network. It built me my network of parents and families. I got into um, a lot of the kind of uh, parents association and I did right. a lot of uh, pro bono work for the school, for the mayor in my local town, um, you know, kind of all the mayor candidates. Everyone. Yeah, getting to know everyone. Like I do some work for the local bar, like just, um, and that's, it's all about networking. Absolutely. And I did that. And then in January last year, um, I'd finally built my business, uh, Lemon Box, up enough that I felt I was able to leave my teaching job. Wow. And so I left in January last year to make Lemon Box my full-time focus. Um, and then... <laughs> and then we had a pandemic. <laughs> oh, my luck. I swear my luck is just not uh, not the best. But... You know what? Despite the pandemic, I have had an absolute blast starting Lemon Box. I've met some wonderful people. I've made some really good connections. I've had some really fun photo shoots. Um, and, and that's what's important in building a new business. You know, I'm lucky enough that I'm in a position where I can take this time. Um, I mean, as I mentioned, I've just had my daughter. So um really what we saw it as is uh kind of extended maternity leave mm -hmm, yeah. um but it's not really maternity leave because i'm working really hard to build I my imagine. business but you know when me and my partner sat down and discussed it we 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 did the adding up and it was it was okay if the business doesn't rake in millions straight away good <laughs> Which is still the plan. Which, this is good. Which is still the plan. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it is, it is getting to a point that um, the business needs to ramp up a little bit. And uh, I've been working hard on that. And the, the jobs are coming in. So, I, I, again, once we are able to get events back up and running, then I think life's going to be a, a lot easier. But for Definitely. now, I'm working on a lot of things, um, getting published in a couple of magazines and, uh, well, doing my usual thing of, of networking and meeting the right people, which of course right now is um, is also really helpful for me on the wedding circuit as I'm also planning my own wedding. Yeah, yeah, great. That's uh, that's a really good thing to do, uh, especially uh, if you're planning your own wedding. As a person, you can be on both yeah. sides. That's what makes this episode so special and our our relationship yeah. also so special. Yeah. Um, I. I think I remember uh, hearing a lot of wedding suppliers obviously struggling during the year 2020. But what I hear now, uh, now that the, the dust settled down a little bit, is that um, that made people stronger and businesses stronger. Don't yeah. you think? 
Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, it's, uh, I mean, my goal when I first set up my business was really to focus on solely doing weddings, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the odd family job on the side or, <laughs> or something, um, because it's just, you know, I really wanted my whole business to focus on weddings because for me, I've come from event photography. Right. You know, I've done all those big events in Dubai and I really love that kind of candid shooting and really enjoying like capturing the moment and capturing the mood of a of an event and a piece. And so for me, my business plan originally was to really focus on weddings. And I think because of the pandemic, those doors that I perhaps mentally closed to other types of photography in my original business plan, I've actually just opened wide and gone, do you know what? Wedding photography, as much as it's my main focus and goal, it's not possible largely right now. So I kept those family portrait doors open and and that's really where I've kind of, I've grown as a photographer. And I think Mm -hmm. many businesses have done the same, you know, like uh, it's, it's hard for wedding suppliers, but we look at uh, other areas that our businesses can can grow and can develop and can um and even if we're just working on networking or even if we're working on um building relationships like it's forcing us to come out of our tunnel vision and i think yeah i think it's i think it's really it's been hard and i don't want to take away from how hard and how much of a struggle it's been especially for very specific suppliers for weddings I mean I'm lucky as a photographer I do have an ability to to open but there are also um much like yourself you're a celebrant right so that's um it's a bit harder to have a a wider scope right yeah the the only way that I could that I could have pivot is to work with my fellow French people which I did for a few weddings because obviously no uh, English people are American or English speaking country was able to come to France. So thank God I speak French. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, what you say is uh, absolutely right. Uh, I think it made everyone stronger and uh, have the will to 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 adapt to the situation. By the way, I was looking at your uh, Instagram and website and I really liked the fact that you're not only doing weddings, but you're also into couples and portraits and babies and families. That makes a lot of sense. Even if you see it in um, in the continuity of life in general, like you yeah. meet, meet as a couple, you have your uh, engagement, photography, uh, elopement, maybe wedding, and then the baby come pregnancy. I mean, that's that's really, really how like I that. see. That's really how I see and view my business in general. Like I, I my tagline is, "I'm your photographer." Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not just a wedding photographer. I'm not just there to do it. Like, I, I like to build a very personal relationship. Most of my wedding packages are, um, as part of it, they have a pre-photo shoot. So right. whether that's just a bridal shoot or whether that's a couple shoot, um, for me, it's super important to build a relationship before the day of the event. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I like to be able to, so say I do a bridal shoot before the event, I sit down with the bride and she can tell me what angles she doesn't like. Right what what photos she's not keen on because you know on her big day she doesn't need to be worrying about whether I'm capturing the right the right angle or the right mood and so for me a pre-photo shoot before the wedding is one of my um it's one of the things that puts me different to a lot of photographers Mm -hmm. you know I 
it's something that I put very highly. I don't charge extra for it. It's part of the okay. the photography packages. Nice. Um, because for me, it's it's good for me as a photographer to have that, to be able to get to know them. And even if it's not a special event, you know, even if I just go and spend a morning with them while they walk, just so I can get, get to, know to know what they like, what they, and they can look at the photos that I've created and they can be like, oh yes, that that's the kind of angle I like. That's the position. Oh, I love when I smile like that. Mm. Oh, I don't like when I look like that, you know, because mm. that's going to only inform me to make my finished product of their event much more informed and much much more what they're after i so 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 agree with you like uh it makes me uh, makes me think about my earlier career when i was a a junior salesman back like maybe a hundred years ago and i had no experience in dealing with people and i remember my trainer was much older than me uh were getting to me uh coming to me for in client meetings And I was always in the rush to present the product because I, I was feel I was wrong about that, but I was feeling that people were expecting the product and I was uh, forgetting I was making the big mistake, the huge mistake, not to discover the person first and talk to them and getting to know them. And once I switched that, thanks to this guy, by the way, um, yeah. my, 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 career and my sales skyrocket skyrocket yeah. not because i was I worked in pushy, sales for a while <laughs> right not because i was pushy or anything like that just yeah. because i was getting too interested uh, genuinely into yeah. in in the in the person in front of me so what when you say that it resonates a lot yeah I, I, think, think that, i think it's really important i think you know we all know that everything related to a wedding is expensive yes um and yes wedding packages uh, even as a photographer when i'm pricing them I, I do struggle to price them like from a from a personal level because I do find that it's expensive. But then when you put in the amount of work that mm. goes into it, the post-production, the editing, the the and the years of training yes. that's, that's brought me to this point where I feel like I can be a wedding photographer. Like, you know, you don't just wake up one morning and go, I'm going to go and shoot a wedding. It's oh, just, you can, but... <laughs> you can, but then you, you have some pretty dismal photos, to be honest. Like I've seen... Seen some people who have chose that type of photographer and it's yes. uh, it's cool if that's what you want but you know like I, I take a lot of time and care and I'm I like to I like to really capture someone's essence I think that's something that's really important to me and I think that that comes from my years of event photography um you know capturing festivals and and that my photos that I look back on in my career that that get my soul that that when I look at them I'm just like oh that's the that's the one are mm. those ones that capture the essence of the 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 mood or the when you see like someone's face and it it just conveys like a thousand words yes that's that's you know that's what i strive for that's I, for me that's what's important my father was a an amateur photographer but he helped me to understand what you just said And obviously, you don't need uh, years of training to understand it. That's the beauty of it. But you probably need uh, years of training to capture it and to know exactly when or what to do. So yeah. I agree with that. By the way, what would be for you the best investment that you've made? It could be time or money or energy or... Um, my best investment that I've made... Um... Oh, yeah, probably the 
the time that I've put into to developing my style. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for a long time, um, I didn't really, I did the photography and my photos were good, but I didn't really define my style. I just okay. took pictures that other people liked. If do that makes sense. It does, yeah. Do, do you think that's a part of the process? Yeah, I think it is. I think as you grow and develop as a photographer, as an artist and as a photographer, like you you start to understand. And I mean, again, it's about growing and developing your understanding of post-processing as well. Like for a long time, I didn't use any post-processing. Because no. for a long time, I worked for magazines who just wanted me to shoot. Okay. okay. And so, That's interesting. Um, yeah, so for a long time, like for me, the raw photo was raw what it's material. all about. So, I really developed a very good sense for framing and um, composition of a photo mm-hmm. um, was really all I used to have to focus on. And over since coming to France and really focusing on opening my business and doing the, the family shoots, um, more and more you can see that I have a very specific style. Um, I use very bold colors, um, very bright um, I'm not really a fan of this kind of washed out thing that a lot of photographers use, you know, when they make everything look like cream and pink and white, like <laughs> it's, it's just not how I see the world. Like right. I love those really bold and um, warm tones. Like I love I like that. It. But, you know, I see, I see more and more through my photography and it's really obvious when you scan through my, my Instagram, for example, it's like the, the very early images are very, they, I mean, they're good pictures, but they're, they're just good pictures. And the more and more you come towards the top, you can start to see that I've really developed a, a specific style. And it's, uh, you know, I've got my own presets on Lightroom now. And <laughs> I know, Great. I know what I like. I know, uh, you know, and again, it's getting to know more and more specifically what, what settings to use on my camera to, to achieve the, the end goal. So it's just investing time and, I spend a lot of time uh, taking pictures of my daughter. Okay. That's <laughs> as, as helped a, a lot because yeah, she's a uh, lesser. <laughs> she's uh, she's all <laughs> over my Instagram because, you know, no, of course. I've not, not had as much uh, business as I would have liked. I've had a lot, but not, not enough because I'm, I'm, I'm an overworker by nature. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, I'm sat there with like, 10 photo shoots in a month and I'm like, nope, not done enough. I need to, I need <laughs> wow. to take some, like another four shots of my daughter. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I like workaholic. To, uh, yeah. A little bit. I've always Love. had like two or three jobs at a time. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I have a bit of a, a tendency to really need to keep busy. So, something <laughs> that I see amongst the wedding suppliers for some reason, I don't know, but the, the you have to I... have a certain level of energy to, to yeah. be involved in the wedding industry. I feel. Yes, I really agree with that. And uh, the willingness to make it happen, whatever it yeah. takes, uh, yeah. because there is no two different weddings, you know, it's like yeah. always unique. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's yeah, a you can't fall into a you can't fall into a rut. You yeah. know, like, I mean, I loved teaching. I loved it more than anything. Um, but, you know, every day was. <sighs> You, you get into habits, right? And it's just, yes. uh, this, you know, we go in, we sing our song, we do our, we do our literacy, we do our maths, we go home. It's, uh, it's a different, it's, different yeah. thing. What, what I love about the photography is it's every, every shoot is different. Every yeah. single one. That's what I really liked when I started, uh, by coincidence, this uh, endeavor. And I, I was eager to have some action, you know? And I really liked the fact that 
yeah, anything can happen basically. And you have to make it happen and make it up, work together with all the team, even if you don't know them. Uh, you get to know people and it resonates just like you, yeah. you know, starting with raw material and ending up having your own style. I think it's all about, uh, yeah, the energy and the time that you're putting into your career, yeah. what you want to do. Yeah, my do passion, my plans? dream. <laughs> do you have any plans in the in the future for Lemon Box? Anything that you want to share with us today? Um, I'm just, I'm really focusing on, um, on, doing some my wedding photography this is really what I'm pushing at the moment I've just completed um my wedding brochure okay um and so I'm currently looking to maybe partner with some venues um to offer an English-speaking photographer because I know there's a lot of venues as I've interviewed quite a few venues <laughs> mm -hmm. um I noticed a lot of them um have photographers that they work side by side with but they're very often French-speaking okay Um, which is obviously we're in France and I do speak some French, but as a bride, I tell you right now, I really, really need someone to speak in English with me Definitely. about the finer details of my wedding. Yes. Because as much as my French is good and I get by, Not the same. I cannot convey everything I of feel course. and mean. This is um, a natural thing. Yeah. And I think for something, especially like the, the photography for my wedding, for example, um, I'm going to be very specific about what I want. Because as a photographer, I'm going to be a nightmare to the photographer that eventually I choose to do my wedding. I know I'm going to be a nightmare um, because I know exactly what I want. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, as I've been working with a lot of these, oh, viewing a lot of these venues, um, I've, there's very few photographers that are English speaking with the venues that I've been looking at. Mm -hmm. I know there are lots of venues that do. So, you know, I'm looking to build a relationship with some of these venues. Um, to to offer my services as an English speaking photographer. Great. So I think that's that's one of my big visions for this year is to to kind of build those relationships, network, um, and for me it's going to be for me it's really exciting that I'm planning a wedding as well because I'm going to get like a real inside track into exactly the the wedding scene here in France. So, that's yeah. I think you should you should definitely. Uh, I don't know, record something or write about it or think about be, it. Or... There'll probably be some some posts on my on my blog. I have a I have a blog on my website. Okay. Um, where I, I just will write put it about in the show notes. Yeah, it's uh, I haven't mm. written in it for a while, to be honest. Uh, that's a good reason to go I'm, back to it. I'm not I'm not a natural blogger. I would okay. say, like sitting down and focusing to write is probably something that's uh, a little bit more. It takes it takes a bit more brain power um, mm -hmm. than I like to do the fun stuff more. You know, I like to yeah. take photos. <laughs> like I wish someone else would just come and write my blog for me. <laughs> If I could just dictate the blog to someone uh, and they just write it, that um, works. Yeah, that's yeah, a good tool for you. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. There, there are tools that could do it. To be honest, like uh, I did do a couple of blogs in the summer. I had a really successful um, blog post with um, which actually got printed in a photography photo shoot magazine. Okay. I did doorstep portraits. Oh. Um, so, and I talked to and interviewed people about how they felt about leaving lockdown. Okay. In May last year. And how did it go? <laughs> May last year. Okay. Yeah. May last year, you know, when we yeah. thought we were leaving lockdown. Crazy. 
We were so young and innocent. <laughs> so naive. <laughs> um, but the blog was really nice and it was it, it really opened up some some doors in the, the expat community because it got a nice little bit of traction in some of the English speaking groups that I'm part of. Nice. Um, but yeah, no, I think this year my focus for my business is really to kind of get some get some weddings, get to know some venues as well. I think for me as a photographer, it's all about the research. It's all about, I want, I want any bride or groom that, that chooses me as a photographer. I want them to have complete faith, faith mm-hmm. that I've got it, that, that, that I know it. And although I'm relatively new to the wedding scene here in France, um, I want to make sure that just because I'm new to it doesn't diminish like what's possible so i need i need to go and get to know these places i need to go and get to know the venues that i'm looking to really work with and make sure that i can get the best angles you know do my research mm. stalk them on their social medias <laughs> Classic. um yeah it's uh it's, it's all part of the it's all part of the job it's uh i mean the venue that i'm that i'm getting married at i'm super excited about because it has such beautiful photos of it oh great <laughs> and i think some of the other venues that we've been to see or look at they don't have good photos of the venue, so um, I'll be targeting those venues. Good. <laughs> to, to, Get to ready, work guys. With them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> She's on the way. So your your wedding is uh, this year or next year? Next year, yeah, next 2022. Year, 2022. Yeah, That's it was it. always going to be in 2022 because uh, my partner actually turns 40 this year. Oh yeah, I remember that. So we have like that big celebration. Um, and then next year we'll, we'll have our wedding. Great. Sounds great. Yeah. Pretty good. So thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. And I think uh, we can maybe go back to another episode together, uh, talking about your preparation for your wedding in some episodes. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably going to look, um, to get in the large majority of my prep done over the summer, you know, when there's about six months left to go. Um, I mean, I started pretty early because once we booked the venue the other week, um, I was like, right, I need to find everything now. And then I realized it's like over a year away. (laughs) Like, what am (laughs) I doing? (laughs) I'm, I'm making all these lovely connections, but I'm like, but it's still over a year away. Like people are like, okay, so tell me what you need. And I'm like, I don't know yet. I haven't yeah, yeah. made so many of the decisions. So, you're, you're so yeah, I know. I think in the summer, it's going to really um, ramp up my prep. And, you know, once we're at a point where we can start applying for all the paperwork we need, you know, everything's got to be within six mm. months. Uh, yes. Oh, oh Welcome to I, lo- I love France, but the paperwork is not my favorite part. <laughs> No, no one's or even us French citizens. We, we don't want to talk about the topic. It's a rabbit hole. You know? It really, really is. But yeah, no, that's um, yeah. It might be interesting to come back and speak to you about uh, all the yeah. things I find. Yeah, um, that's that's yeah, a good, good, that. good idea. Thank you again so much, Linda. And thank I you wish for you having me. Best. Thank you. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to the show today. You can find more information on our guests in the show notes, as well as my contact and my website. If you have any questions regarding your French wedding, I'm happy to help. Also, please do not hesitate to leave a review for the show. There's also a link for that. 
that will literally take one minute of your precious time and will mean the world to me. I always appreciate your support. Thank you again very much for your time and feedback. Wishing you a great day or a great night anywhere you are in the world. I send you some good vibrations and we'll talk to you again soon for a new episode. Bye-bye.